Hey, welcome to Business Guy Personal. This podcast is brought to you by Video Ask, type from Slater's tool. And I'm Alex Antolino, your host for the next 30 minutes and Video Ask Creative Director. In this podcast, I always do a big effort to bring you people who are innovating in terms of the way they communicate and create content, but more specifically in the way they use video to achieve their business goals. And today I have a topic that is very close to my heart, which is education. And I'm very passionate about education. So we're going to talk today about online education, but more specifically, how to use a synchronous video to enhance the online educational experience. To do that, I have someone today with me that has been coding the web since 1996. Hold on, that's a lot of years. I mean, when was the internet created? Like, that's a lot of time, right? He started also the biggest no-code tech community in France. And since the lockdown started, they've introduced no-code tools to nearly 1,000 people. Today, I have Alexis Kovalenko with me, and he's the co-founder of Contourment. Hello, Alexis. How are you doing today? Very good. How about you? I'm great, man. I'm great. Uh, thanks so much for being on the show. I've been wanting to do a conversation around online education for a while now. So the first question I want to ask you is, what is more important on online education? the content itself, the knowledge, or the relationships you build? It's, it's a tough question because it's like it's a bit like a chicken and egg. Uh, but I would say I would say the content, uh, you know, okay. it, it, because I think the content is what helps you create great relationships because this, this is the way you give you people uh, knowledge and things, and then they will start the relationship. I mean, people have to get to know you for something, and this is what you will provide originally. And so that I would say that's usually, you know, on the internet, that's how people will find us. It's because we put content on YouTube, we create content, we have podcasts, we do all those things. So this is usually what they get the first thing of us, like the first impression. And then from there, we get in touch in some various ways, become maybe client of our trainings and things like that, or they join our community, and then we get to build relationships. But yeah, that's what I would say. It's, uh... Awesome. Okay. So content is important because it then it helps you, it brings people together and it helps you build those relationships, right? Because I see, I was asking this question because I see a lot of people jumping into like, coaching and like the mastermind groups and things like that. And I wonder, does this, does content matter anymore? Yeah. But I mean, would you join a mastermind group if you don't know anything about the, the, I don't know how you call that, the head of the, the group, right. you know, like you need to get something, I think, I mean, and you know, that's, and you need to have something on the media that people use. If, you know, people, you want to get in touch with them because they are great writers. You want to read stuff about them. If you're going to buy video classes from them, you need to see them on video, I think, before, you know, really engaging too much. So, yeah. um, all right. And so what, in your opinion and based on your experience, what are the main challenges of online education and like setting up an online educational business? I think I would say the, the first challenge is 
knowing the person you have in front of you because well depending on the channels like if you but if it's you know like you give them content you need to adapt to the person so and you can't you don't know necessarily who is going to watch your videos you don't know exactly the level they have especially right. well i'm a bit biased because of course we we're talking about technical training also like training on tools so there is this notion of level and we really enjoy training uh, beginners for instance that's i think what we're good at but that won't be the case of older people who train who make classes but then sometimes we also create a bit of content for people who are more expert. So you need to adapt. So this is quite a challenge and that you don't know them. But then that's where the relations and the community and getting feedbacks is very important because those feedbacks help you adjust. Like for instance, at first I was quite, I had difficulties talking really to beginners because some things like that you master, you always think, okay, they're easy. You know, and you think you're going to try to teach them knowing themselves yourself already so it's quite this is quite quite challenging you adjust to the level but the more you get input and get feedbacks from from there you have to really adapt yourself and adjust your words your how you illustrate right your the terms like everything i don't know it's it's uh but this is a it's a challenge it's i think it's a fascinating challenge how do you build these feedback loops? You know, how do you build these connections? What tools or what channels do you use to build like this solid person-to-person -person connection with like a student or someone that is learning in one of your trainings? Well, there's, we have a, a couple of ways. Um, the first things we, we see, we have uh, some, some metrics, say, how many people go to the end until the end of the course or you know if they do all the exercises if they do if they comment also mm -hmm. like see the questions they ask if there's on one particular video on one particular topic if there's always the same questions then we know there is something we didn't explain properly and then what we use a lot we use video actually a lot we we have a, a video ask that we use a lot we use it not just to get feedbacks but also to get questions this is how we do the the the, the how to say the support i guess of the, of our classes we ask people whenever they have a question to come to to our video ask it's very simple video ask we ask mm -hmm. it's me asking okay what's what 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 can help you with today and then people using video or audio or screencast that's one of the things that's really helpful because we talk about tools and everything's on screen mm -hmm. and they send us their questions and so we can see if some questions are coming back all the time, then maybe we change our video, our class, our content, or we create a new content to explain one, one part in particular. So nice. Yeah. That's interesting. Cause I've, I've taken a couple of courses online already. Um, <clears throat> and, and there's always like different creators make the online course and then some, some of them, they set up this like Q and A session month for like every month, and then like people would join the call. They ask live questions, but you do this asynchronously, right? Yeah. Well, originally we were doing those office hours type, so we used mm -hmm. we had a Calendly. The link was available for all our students, and they could book a, a session. But we had because we have a lot of things to do in our business. We only had like four, fifteen minutes uh, sessions per week, and because our business is growing quickly people had to wait 
two weeks to to be able to to meet me for 15 minutes mm, wow. and you know when you're training when you're motivated to, to you're following a class you want you need your question fast i don't say instantly necessarily because we also believe that people need to look you know for the answers that's very important all the the developers know about this yeah. and we want to get also this into the no coders i would say mm -hmm. uh, but again people they also are cl our clients they are students and clients and we want to give them the best service possible right so that's why to be able to scale that's why we decided to to go synchronously on this on this part on the, that's interesting yeah. so you so you moved <clears throat> from live calls and having like this you know scheduled appointments like office hours exactly. to more synchronous what are the main differences that what are the how has the experience changed for you as business owners and for your students you know i think honestly for us it changed because it, it's taking us less time to i mean we have more questions actually so maybe we take we spend more time but we're able to to um, to answer more questions so that's best right. so i think they get a better service in the end and that's what's important and we try to answer fast so it's not live but it's still decently fast you know we give ourselves let's say 48 hours but usually we answer within the day and so i think people and they people still get the because we always answer in video obviously they still get this feeling of um Re or the relation you know like because mm -hmm. they don't get an email email is already pretty good you know because it's one one but a video we can make a little joke we can do something you know a little bit to to share a little bit of moment with the people even if it's not live so people appreciate also people appreciate it because people also you know don't have necessarily the time to to get on a call for 15 minutes maybe you know they're following they're doing that classes at night maybe they want to ask their question you know night so in the end people enjoy it but i would i would i would say like for our, our students it's normal like the it's for them it's normal to to get a video not to get a video answer then they appreciate it but but we get an even better um i would say satisfaction i would say from people who are uh, leads who not already our clients And okay. we we have also a video ask for people to ask us questions about our training, or we even we have a, a video ask for people who can they can ask us what would be the best tools for their project, and we answer to everyone. And this is, you know, it doesn't take us too much time, but still, you know, we have to think, we have to watch the person explaining what they're trying to do. It's a bit of a challenge, which I enjoy. Some some projects are tough, you know. It's not always easy to get the answer. There's not one answer fits all, uh, and people really appreciate. And sometimes I have uh, an answer back, and people are saying, "Oh, I didn't expect that you would answer me with a video," you know. And, and how do they react when they see a video and they are surprised? Do they do they react in a certain way? Do they say something? They they usually, you know, what's interesting? We don't get too many people who answer back in video. People mm -hmm. usually answer with a text, but they would they will always say thank you, really thank you for they appreciate taking the time because I don't know for some reason people value more a video than a text, although it, it might take more time to write a text. You know, if I was writing the answer, I would it would take me more time. But I think they appreciate and you expose yourself a little bit. 
but they usually answer in uh, in text and say, "Oh, we didn't expect that." Or if they're very happy, they will answer with uh, audio, but it's very rarely with video. Yeah, I think it's funny that you mentioned this because uh, we were talking on another episode with Twist about um, building a community online, which, by the way, I'll link somewhere over here in this episode if you're interested in building a community. Um, and she was mentioning also this idea of like, yeah, um, sometimes we don't get video, but that's totally fine because by showing up on video, we already build that connection, sure. even if we don't get that video. And it's it's funny that... Um, that you mentioned is because like when I started using video ask, for example, uh, for a project that I had at the beginning, I was kind of like upset, you know, like I was like, Oh, I'm, I'm expecting videos and people are not answering with video, but then it's true that I realized that the value is there already. Even if you're not getting those videos personally, like, uh, for us, like we're doing support, um, for video ask with, um, video ask. Yeah. And, uh, we do see that some, but sometimes when, when we always, even we usually get like text and then we always reply with video, but in general, um, after the first or second video, people show up on video. Yeah. It's like, it creates this rapport where like, you feel like you kind of like want to, you know, they give back to you. You want to give back to, to them by showing up on video. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I, I had the same. And uh, yeah, and to, to be fair, in terms of, because I'm I'm trying to be very productive and efficient with my time, sometimes I can answer if they, I prefer if they answer with text because, you know, I can scan it and read it quickly. Or I'm, I'll, be, I'll be happy always to watch a video, you know, from someone who took the time to answer me. But, you know, in terms of efficiency, for me, for the answers, I... Text is also fine for that, you know. Mm -hmm. But I, I agreed with the. I I will appreciate people making a video because I feel like I made we made a step to yes, towards each other the relationship, with, with right? Yeah. Yeah. It really That's depends on the on the context because we have questions from people, you know, very random. So sometimes it's just <laughs> it's good to 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 go fast and. Uh... All right. Cool. Um. This is interesting. I wonder what are the main um, differences because you were not you, you were not using um, like asynchronous video uh, before, right? Like because your trainings are uh, like are like a video recorded video and people just watch them at their own pace. It's like mm. more like on demand kind of content, yeah. right? Um, so, what are in your opinion like the main like let's say two three differences between like a live call like that? and a synchronous video it it's i think one of the difference like you kind of underlined it is the the relationship you build you know it's going to take a bit longer through a synchronous video to get a strong relationship but it's it's more of uh, it's more efficient i think for both sides um but it's uh, it's really a, it really depends on the people. Some some people just don't don't like you know going on a on a call, and uh, yeah. so I think it's good to kind of have all the options depending on on what you can do. Mm -hmm. um, it's more scalable, also, right? Like if you for us, like that's can... the main point. Right. Honestly, for us, it's I think it's uh, and I think yeah, that's what I was kind of looking for. I think it's good. To kind of train people, I was I was saying, you know, to to look for to not take the the opportunity to always go on a call or to ask uh, questions 
expecting uh, an answer straight away. Mm -hmm. I think it's good kind of to educate people, to search, to think twice, you know, about, you know, doing, uh, asking for a question because, you know, you kind of need to look for yourself. That's for any training. That's very important. And it gives you satisfaction, you know, like people don't really realize this, but I think they miss, if they ask for the answer too fast, in a way, they miss on the satisfaction of having the struggle to <laughs> find the answer themselves, you know, so... That's like like when we were on school, like now everything is so digital and so immediate and like uh, I have a question, I get it answered. But like I remember when I was at school and like I was doing homework that you would have to like figure it out and like because you would have to deliver homework next next yeah. day and then you would have to like maybe it's like 7 p.m. and now you have to figure out how to solve this maths problem and basically like your mom is like, I don't know, <laughs> it's like you go and fix it right okay. and so i i it kind of like brings this nostalgia back to me but also at the same time it is true that like when you are doing this active um research it's more like you can even not only solve that problem but also like figure it out so maybe that delay of not having like someone just pop up on a call directly and just like magically solve it to you uh can actually improve yeah. your learning experience right yeah but you need still to have the option that's that's where also this okay. is a business so it's like training but it's not cool people are paying you know to get this knowledge but we just want to, to try to to give them in the right way and as okay. you say and to scale because scaling is not just a matter of selling more of our classes it's also one of the reasons we can make them not too expensive I, mm -hmm. I don't know how much people realize that but if we had we, we used to do, do that actually where back before COVID and all this, we were doing classes. And so we had 10 people in front of us. All those people were paying, I don't know, maybe 500 euros, let's say. So that would make a good day for us. But we prefer to sell more, to, to sell less expensive, but to sell more, you know, to be able to scale and have people online so they can follow at their pace. So we can also have them anywhere in the world and keep a reasonable price and be able to scale this i think it's a uh, that's that's important for us it's not really a matter of having tons of people following our classes but giving them a chance the more people a chance to to follow them awesome i think you've touched on this before a little bit um and before we wrap up i want to mention it uh and can i go a bit more specific on that so you said before that um you need content to get people to discover you right and then you build those relationships and then you you start building even like a transactional relationship my question is do you still do uh content do you still uh do recorded content or live content yeah definitely yeah we we do so we do both so we do we have a youtube channel and we try right. to do um, all kinds of uh, videos. So people, I think the, the main point is uh, for people to get a chance for free to see what it's like uh, to be trained by us, you know. Okay. And also we're trying to show some things for the beginners on our YouTube channel, but we also do more advanced uh, tutorials and things like that, and we give them for free. Well, first also because we believe in sharing for the community and you know, like paying forward, you know, all this, this mentality that I think is, is coming more and more in the, I would say in the startup industry, but I mean, in the internet in general, mm -hmm. but it's also really to give people a chance to, to see 
our expertise because you know in the end they don't get a chance to see what's inside our training you know they don't know when they buy it they don't really know what's inside it's all like paywalled in a way and we don't want to have people to to buy and say oh that's not what i expected we don't like the way you talk like we have a certain way all the, the trainers all the coaches have a way to to talk and to say things like for instance we try to say everything in french we don't try to we don't use jargon you know like really this uh, startup lingo we're trying to avoid that and be very accessible but i mean honestly i'm sure people some people don't like it you know some people they like when you know it's french mixed with english and it's very cool and trendy so prefer to give people a chance to see us beforehand right and then we do the live stuff and live mm -hmm. is is very important and it's not one-on-one -on -one. it's uh we have a twitch channel but this one is okay. more with the french community and that's one thing we really enjoy because again it's the same idea but it's more you know the live especially on twitch like i'm not a really a gamer and so i kind of discovered twitch uh, this year like a lot of people <laughs> but i really enjoy the the relationship you can have with your audience through the chat and also being with several co-hosts and and we have very regular shows now and we talk about the, the knockout game and we do also sometimes tutorials and we do all those things and we exchange a lot with the chat nice. and and i really enjoy it and yeah and it's yeah, it's, I think it's still, it's again, it's a good way to express yourself, give to people they can see you in action. And it doesn't take that much time because it's live, you know, it's one hour. I mean, maybe, maybe you can prepare a little bit, but that's what I like about live. It's like you don't need too much preparation. You just be yourself. You don't cut or, you know, I, I don't know how to do any of those things actually. <laughs> so No, but th I think this is very interesting because, you know, right now you have to video channels, YouTube and Twitch, and they behave in a different way, right? So YouTube is okay. like old school video. I'm, it's funny how I say YouTube is now old school. So <laughs> YouTube is now recorded videos that people can watch, you know, the algorithm does the job and blah, 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 and people get to discover you, right? And so on the other hand, you have the live interaction, which is kind of different um, I would say because it builds like this direct report um, where like you can, I guess, teach and, and, and build those connections. Do you use those channels differently uh, when it's live video or like not live video? Uh, do you think asynchronous versus synchronous play different roles? Yeah, definitely. Well, you know, actually, at first when we started the, the Twitch channel, we didn't really have the codes. And so we we're kind of trying to do the same. And it was a bit, we felt like, okay, like we realized that we were missing on the opportunity to, mm. because there is the, the chat, you know, on Twitch and there's people right. interact and you have to engage to them. You have to say hi, you have to ask them to ask questions, you know, and to ask for comments and all this. But once you are used to it and it's, it's great, people appreciate it. But I would say in terms of acquisition and growth, it's, we do it, I mean, like a lot of things, we do it for, really by passion because on Twitch, you really have to gain every follower, you know, one by one, pretty much. <laughs> on YouTube, you have all those dis discovery stuff and, you know, it's cool. You right. put a video and then your job is done. Well, I mean, but maybe you take a lot of time to make the video, so it's different. But then, you know, it's going to live, get more and more views and be discovered and you get more, more and more followers on your channel. On Twitch, it, it's, it's tough, but it's 
it's normal. I mean, you know, it's like you have, you don't have, there's no magical recipes to get a lot Never. of followers and all this. <laughs> it's time and passion. And, but it's, I don't know. I think it's enjoyable when you start a, a live, a live stream and you have 10, 15, 20 people follow up. It's not much, you know, in terms of the Twitch game, you know, people have millions of followers. But I don't know, for me, it's like having 10 people who interact with me and we have, we've spent one hour together. I think it's great. Yeah. No, no, it's awesome. It's great. Um, I think we're coming to the end of the, uh, the episode. Uh, before we wrap up, I want to ask you, because I like how you approach those two channels differently. And I'm wondering if across all your business, do you use live and asynchronous video also differently? Um, for everyone watching, um, Alexis, could you give us tips if like, if we want to uh, start using video uh, more um, asynchronous and synchronous across like the different touch points of our business and customer journey? Do you have any recommendations where is better to use asynchronous and where could be better to go live or use synchronous video? I think like for the, at the beginning of the journey, I mean, well, I guess the beginning could be content and this could be live and, or asynchronous, but then once, you know, you get people on your website and maybe they will be interested in buying your products. I think asynchronous is the best. Like be, before we had a HubSpot chat that was interesting and it interrupting me all day. And that was awful. And for that, it was <laughs> changed our life by going async and really also having this video we're talking about. So I think this, everyone should, should do that. I mean, sorry, I don't want to make like too much promotion for, for videos, but really, I really believe that, you know, that that's a game changer, you know, having the, the video, you know, on the right, uh, and part of the, of your website is going to change a lot. This is a great way to end the episode. Like, let's see what creativity for, for you watching, you have you created something interesting you want to share? Leave it on the comments and we're really excited to, to discover new ideas and new inventions of uh, stuff that you're doing with video ask or with any other tool. All right, if you want to get in touch with Alexis, probably the best way to do it is through their YouTube channel. And also you can check the website for other trainings that they offer. And maybe there's something there for you too. Alexis, thanks so much uh, to you watching. Uh, thanks for spending these last minutes, these last 30 minutes with us uh, watching this episode. Again, share your ideas or stuff that you're building with Video Ask on the comments. We're looking forward to hear from you. And if you have any question, um, Alexis and I will be here um, answering the the, the comments uh, during the next few days. So um, we'll stay in touch and I'll see you in the next video. Bye.